0: Hello, this is Jason Bittner from Triple Helix Corporation and welcome to our Helix Insider Podcast. I'm joined today by two of my team members, Andy Webster, our senior developer here at Triple Helix, and one of my other developers, Pedro Lopez, is going to be joining us today. So today we're gonna to be talking to you about data management 101, why it, what it is and why is it important. Companies that have a product or a service, uh, they have customers and they, and they sell something to them, are gonna naturally generate data in the course of doing business. And here at Triple Helix, we understand that the importance of data management and information management is so very, very important because if you don't have good systems to store this data and work with it, it prevents you from being as efficient as possible and ultimately can create barriers to growth because you're spending more time working in your data in your systems as opposed to working on your company. we know this thing to be very, very important because data management really is the lifeblood of a company. If you're not working efficiently with these systems, then you're basically fighting against yourself. Um, Pedro, I'd like to uh, turn to you first and love to hear your thoughts on, you know, what would you recommend for, for automation and, and some of the pitfalls you've seen for companies that have not fully automated their data?
1: Well, uh, I think it's... Uh... You know, do an analysis and see if there is any way to connect those systems that might be in place. Um, I know that I worked in a long time ago, I worked in the accounting department of a big oil and gas company. They used to use a lot of Excel spreadsheets. And, you know, that creates a lot of uh, points for failure, you know, uh, wrong data entry and uh, the Excel spreadsheet being passed on into various hands. Um, and when you are able to create a system or integrate, you know, different um, systems into one, uh, and maybe do some automation where necessary, that cuts down, you know, a lot of time, and it uh, frees up a lot of resources as well, um, making the business flow a little better. So um, it's definitely something that is very valuable for a company, you know, nowadays and uh, it can definitely have an effect as well, so.
0: Andy, what what's your experiences in that same area?
2: I've uh, I, I worked for a company that had large spreadsheets to manage um, testing data, and in general, a spreadsheet is not really useful for collaboration, I would say, just because you, I mean, in the large scale, a spreadsheet isn't useful for collaboration because you can have problems like spreadsheet crashing for shared spreadsheets, for example, if too many people are trying to log in at once. Um, I have, in particular, an example of that where they had a really large spreadsheet that just would crash if too many people were logged into it. You'd know, you have people hollering around the office like, hey, who's logged into that? Or, hey, did that crash for anybody else? You know, (laughs) yelling across the office. And you lose all your data, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then you lose whatever you put in and you know, potentially the file could get corrupted, there's all kinds of things that could go wrong. Yeah, I have
0: a very similar um, example, like I worked in a large department and there was like a collaborative spreadsheet, about four or five people were in it. Obviously you can't work in it if somebody else is in it. So, you know, it would lock the spreadsheet when somebody was working on it and then, the challenge we ran into is that if whoever was in the spreadsheet locked it; no one can work on it. But sometimes somebody would go in, lock it, and then they go on vacation for two weeks, and then we're like, now no one can work on it until they're back. And you know, you can force the free the lock, but then they lose all the data that they were working on, which um, can be quite um, cumbersome and catastrophic. So it's it's not a good scene. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about you know what we understand to be you know data automation relating to systems. So many times different types of data reside in different systems and quite honestly for very good reasons um a crm a customer relationship management software is where you put your sales data and your interactions that could be one system another system could be the operations you know what's going on in in maybe a factory or a plant and then you might have your financial systems somewhere else like a quickbooks or a Peachtree accounting but necessarily these systems all at some point do have to talk to each other you know, when we talk about our manufacturing customers, these companies have invested in software products called ERP systems, Enterprise Resource Planning. It's a very powerful piece of software that those types of companies use to run their organization. And quite commonly, all of the data is in one place, so that's a very good thing. But very frequently, uh, in organizations that don't have an ERP, or maybe they don't have... The, all of the pieces of a, of a ERP, or even those companies that aren't beholden to that type of a software, data resides in different systems. And so if they're moving data between one another, they have to export it, re import it, in some cases, hand keying it back in creates a huge amount of effort. And honestly, the, the ability to connect those systems does exist. And you know, our recommendation is that if you're going to have different systems, because sometimes you have to find ways to connect the two uh, through what they call APIs. That stands for an application programmer interface uh, or, or some other way, because lots of these systems are, are so commonly able to link now. But the key is to actually see where those gaps are happening and, and try to make those links happen. Pedro, do you have an example of that where um, you saw some workflow automation and some systems that could be pulled together? That in your experience?
1: Yes, uh, we recently uh, finished up a project that um, you know this particular client had um, a very old system, uh, out of date, and it's important to note that um, you know once you go that route, uh, it's very important to keep up with the technology, so you don't let things you know go out of date or basically lose your investment, your initial investment uh, for not keeping up with it. But um, you know, this particular project, uh, this client had an um, you know, uh, old database that we had to uh, migrate the data into a new database. And um, I, I believe it was a SQL, and there was a component of a SQL server on that as well. Um, that we brought everything in and remodeled the interface with uh, a new look and optimize for you know optimize the UI UX uh, so that it's easier for uh, the users to access the data and work with the data, and so you know that, that makes for something that's very valuable uh, for you know any given
0: company. As I recall, in that particular example, um, we actually made the new application talk directly to one of the other databases. Prior to that, they would be hand-keying the job data into this older system and then having to redo everything. But this new system, I recall, you were able to actually connect to the other database account directly and actually pull that data in automatically so no, no one had to rekey everything. Is that right?
1: Right. Uh, so it had a component of, you know, data that we had to migrate into a, a database and a server. But a second component of that was connecting to outside uh, database and pulling in that data and making it work with uh, the new system. And so it, it was very important to have that all in one place uh, for people to be able
0: to see the data in real time and work with the data in real time. I remember that was quite a huge lift for them, so, yeah, nice. Andy, talk to me about that example of that company um, uh, up in Springfield. It was a a job shop and and what we did
2: for some automation for them. Yeah, so the ERP that they had um, existing had, you know, it was a good ERP in general, but it didn't have all of the capabilities that they needed to predict and forecast when their stuff would be done for their clients. So, um, you know, they've got their job that they're working through. And in some steps of manufacturing um, a product, they have to send it out to an outside vendor or et cetera. And every step of that has like a a time that it takes. And so um, what our solution does is basically take all their jobs that they have um, in a queue and sort them according to when they'll be done, and provides forecast dates for them. So, in a sense, it gives a really good um, kind of pulse on where they are in the manufacturing process for everything across their whole um, company as a whole. So, it really gives a it, um, it's it's a it's a very helpful tool for them that really helps them uh, report accurately to their customers and keep on top of uh, their operations.
0: So really. Talk to me a little bit about priority that they set too. Like as I recall, they were doing their their, um, by department, departments didn't know what the priority sequence was. They had that on paper and very often that was wrong. How did this help them actually manage that?
2: Oh yeah, so what we did is actually, so, as well as having this whole system, um, it's and it's a web application, so we can actually have it posted up on a touch screen in their actual manufacturing facility, so they have um, a display that everybody can see. Um, you know, the um, administrators back in the office can log into it and see it there too, and it's um, and they could. Filter it based on which department they're into. So, if you want it, only that department can see only the jobs that are applicable to them. So, very helpful for um, keeping everybody on track with each other. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: Many of the times we're meeting these companies, you know, we find that they have these systems. In that particular example, they had one common core system, but um, it was hiding information from the rest of the departments. Management knew what the overall priority was, but in those individual departments, they, they didn't. So they were able to share that priority with them and basically push that data downstream into the department level. Um, we find that still very common, right, guys, And that you know all of the work that we do is about data consolidation. You have data sitting in a pile of spreadsheets. You have data sitting on paper and whiteboards uh, or buried in systems, the whole... Thing about siloed data and you know, trying to make sense of the data and actually um, make it talk to each other is, is a huge undertaking for some of these firms just because their systems uh, are, are not connected and, and the obvious having that connection made makes the overall uh, efficiency of the department and the company that much more efficient just because their data is, is embedded and connected to each other. Uh, as opposed to spring spread out um, I wanted to bring up one example too you know very often we do these things called uh, digital conversions so you know we have uh, companies that do have databases and um, th- but they're not factored well uh, so one company that uh, was a dist- distributor for a wire and cable as I recall um, they had three databases one for customers one for orders and one for inventory and the monumental task of, of basically copying the data back and forth when an order was placed was astronomical now, those databases were actually factored well. So if you were in the customer database, you actually had everything you needed and it was in one place. But just that enormity of converting um, the data when you had to like get a new order or it goes into the customer table for a new customer. What are they buying? Oh, we got new inventory and this this constant push-pull of, the, of typing in the data. So a digital conversion project for a company like us would be to just consolidate and put everything into one common database. And in their example, they were using Access. So they didn't even have it accessible so the nice thing about these web applications that we write can, can not only improve the efficiency of the group, the data consolidation, but when it's in a web app, you can then access it. Um, one of the funny things about these guys was that they could never work remotely uh, because all of their data is in an access database in a file system inside the internal facility no one can access it. But with a web app, you can get to it from anywhere. So that's kind of the nice thing about you know consolidation is, is that you can actually make accessibility very, very easy uh, with reason, of course. I
1: remember one particular client, this uh, database in Access, but when we converted, we were even able to create uh, application, um, uh, mobile application for them. So they could, uh, when they have technicians out in the field, they could you know seamlessly put their notes and sync back to the database in, in, in real time so that the people in the office or however they, or whatever they are working from, they could access the information instantly and do what they need to do. So
0: I, I really like, like that example that you gave Pedro because I remember in that particular account, the technicians in the field, all of their measurement data is paper. So an egregious amount of paper in the prior system, they would hand them laptops with a big stack of paper with their jobs. They would go on site, they would fill in all the data, and in some cases, they had to physically paper mail it back to the the facility, depending on how far out they were, and then someone would be taking that paper and hand transcribing it back into another system. So with this system, we actually gave it so that the techs would have all of the paper um, instead in paper actually in their tablets, but the nice thing was that the tablets, because they don't work um, in the basements of some of the facilities these technicians have to go into, um, everything works offline. They run the tablet, they type in their notes and their measurement data, and then they hit submit. The tablet has the data. And then when they come back into internet land, then they can actually transmit it, they hit submit, and then all that stuff is translated back to the office. So no more paper mailing, no more manual transcriptions of data, which a lot of data was getting inaccurate that way. But just the speed of the execution, being able to get all that data back to the office instantaneously, Uh, and of course, billing, because as soon as the paper is there, the billing can happen and the customers can get Uh, build in and this company gets paid faster so you know that ripple effect of just something as simple as a technician you know suffering through paper and now we've automated into a tablet both offline and online that's a huge deal and um, i was really really happy uh, with the work you guys have done on that project it's really had a huge impact for those guys
2: every time that you reduce the amount of um, manual intervention between steps you also reduce the potential for error so your data is, in general, better and more usable for reporting in the future, figuring out a lot of different kind of things like taxes, <laughs> things like that, um, like when tax season comes around and you need to report on all the different stuff that happened throughout the year, you can have you can query a system like this to really save you some time. <laughs>
0: So, um, getting to kind of near the end of our talk here, I just wanted to uh, offer some final thoughts and you know hear your guys's final closing comments. You know, so just overall, you know, information and data management, you know, we, we find it to be extremely important for companies that are growing fast and need to you know do things quicker and better and easier. Um, I mean, who, who who wouldn't want that? And you know, in our world, the key is the systems that the data resides in, and then how how well those systems operate. And, and lastly, how well they communicate, because in some cases, you, if you can't consolidate them into one, which is what you should do, is, is your first option. Second option is just to make sure they can talk to each other um, so that you're not manually rekeying data and, and causing more effort.
2: Um, Andy, final thoughts? Yeah, I just think that um, in general, the, the, the more you hook things together also, just the less work your employees have to do to accomplish your goals. And that equals more efficiency in your company. So in general, you, you get more done for the same amount of money. Same <laughs> amount of time. Time is money, yeah, exactly. Pedro, final
0: thoughts?
1: Well, I think uh, companies um, have to take a step back and think about the last time that they uh, thought about their data and How that you know the data, the data integrity affects their um, business, and see if there is opportunity here to improve things, to integrate things, and um, uh, free up resources, right? Because this whole process, um, you know, the consequence of this whole process is you know freeing up resources so they can, like Andy said, be more efficient and go do something else. And so um, I think it's important for people who are listening to. Uh, do just that. And if you have any questions, uh, reach out to us because we, we ha- we've we done this many times and um, we can definitely uh, help out.
0: Absolutely. No, th- thank you for that. Yep. And, you know, that just as a reminder to, to our listeners, too, that, you know, this is, you know, the core tenet of Triple Helix is that, you know, we understand that um, the data of a company is really its DNA, that the business data and that, um, to be able to be more smart and more intelligent, Triple Helix actually, we add that third strand of DNA to make the company more intelligent. That's where Triple Helix comes from. And we recognize the strength of a company is how well they manage and operate with their data. And if anyone is thinking that that's been a challenge and you know, oh my God, how would you possibly uh, actually solve my challenges? Uh, Well, that's the, as they say, uh, the devil's in the details. Uh, We would love to chat with you and, and understand more about how we could help. But for now, I hope this, conversation was helpful and enlightening, and until next time, thanks everybody.